What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome in. Tuesday show, all Canadian. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill. Um, we're going to start this episode off. Actually, first, we're going to start this episode off talking about the Astros. And then I'm going to do a little bit of self-scouting because I'm not very bright. But the Astros in Kingston absolutely ripped the mansion. So thank you to anybody who listened to the podcast that actually showed up there. Uh, I know there was at least a handful of people um, that listen to the podcast and listen to the Astros. So if you are one of those people, thank you very much. Uh, my younger brother, who's the guitar player in that band is only about, I don't know, maybe a buck 12 soaking wet. That dumbass decided to jump into the crowd and crowd surf. And you know what? It went and he did it. So uh, oh, they, yeah, also, they, they also decided to roll, uh, roll a cover of Harry Styles's as it was great song, by the way, into bulls on parade by rage against machine. So I don't know. Uh, I'm excited to see how that turned out. I guess they uh, they hired a videographer. So I mean, we'll try to we'll try to like pump some of the live stuff sonically into our podcast somehow. Maybe uh, we'll figure that out. But uh, Wade, I got a self scout here, dude, because I'm I'm not smart. Like I'm not. I tried. Are you talking, tried. Are you talking about the social media game that we were talking that we discussed today? Yes, I got to do a little bit self scouting, like Wade said. Um, there's a tweet that came out today uh, by the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, it was actually a pretty clever tweet. It was in response, I guess, a little bit to um, uh, Winnipeg earlier this week tweeted out saying that or tweeted out after they they won the Thursday night game. They tweeted out uh, a video of like some sort of crushing high powered crushing machine, basically crushing an air horn, which is taking a shot at uh, Montreal in the raucous environment that they're able to create with. The air horns. Montreal tweeted out uh, today. Um, if you have any, it was something along the lines of like, if you have any issue whatsoever with the air horns, to reply to the tweet. And I'm sitting there looking at the tweet. I'm like, okay, that's you know, that's very nice of Montreal. Whatever. Like, cool. They're they're addressing a concern that people have had. That's great. And then I start looking at the tweet a little bit harder, and I'm like, well, there's no, there's a bunch of quote tweets, and there's a bunch of likes and retweets, but. Montreal turned the replies off. Like, what's good with this? And then I like I, I replied to Wade. I was like, you, you can't actually reply to the tweet. And then I clued in. That's the point. So, what we learned this morning on Monday is that I'm slow on jokes. I think the rest of the world was like I caught it pretty early on because I, I always click on the main tweet to like I was kind of like seeing how many people replied or I want to see what some of the replies were. All of a sudden, I go to look, and it's like only people the owls tagged in this tweet can reply. And I look up, and I see no tags. I'm like, perfect. This is great. I love it. I was not, we talked about not this. that quick. <laughs> we talked like we talked about it earlier. Uh, I guess last weekend, where we were like, why are people complaining? Like, if I'm the Alouettes and I'm Gary Stern, I'm saying screw this. This is our home field advantage. We're not getting rid of it. If you don't like it, that's too bad. If it's a talking point every time we have a home game, get over it. They did get rid of the U to M uh, horn, the defense horn. Oh, that thing's ridiculous anyways. Oh, my word. That is so loud. <laughs> the fire siren then. Yeah, it's, it's not enjoyable to listen to. Standing under it. You stood under it. I've stood under it. Oh, it's... my word. Uh, I, I will say just like I know we're talking about Montreal and, and Winnipeg right now here but like I will say across the league like shout out to everybody's social media teams because the social media following social media in the CFL this year 
has been awesome. Like Ottawa did a great job with the lead up to, uh, with the lead up to the season. And then again, like with the teaser for the helmets, which by the way, those helmets looked lean this yeah, I'd weekend. I'd like to see that more. I'd like to see that more. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I mean, I mean, just to circle back, like social media across the CFL this year has been an absolute treat. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, whenever we looked at some of the stuff that's been going on in the CFL, you're kind of like, holy hell, like, wow, this is, this has been impressive. Like this, the, the Blue Bombers weekly when they have their little win post, um, <laughs> I, I always laugh at it. Like, this is insane. Like the amount of uh, work and thought that goes into it um, on a, on a game to game basis, like even just tweeting, like the video of the air horn being compressed by the hydraulic press, like that was fantastic job by them. And it, it didn't even like, it couldn't like have been easy to plan. find that. No. I wonder if they like filmed it themselves. They might've. <laughs> hire someone in the city with a hydraulic press and just destroy I, it. I don't know. Like a, a quick Google search here of hydraulic press crushing air horn. <laughs> I don't know, man, not much is coming up. Okay. Uh, next. It's time to talk about our man, Nathan Rourke kid Canada. This wow. is, uh, this is <laughs> wow. Uh, I would, I would like to mention that Kid Canada, I am thankful that you were a part of the CFL. I know that uh, you are absolutely crushing it. You're not going to be here very long. And I would like to say thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> friend of the podcast. He was on oh, an episode. Marsh did get to talk to him. I think twice. True. But at the same time, like, Go get your money. Go get that shot in the NFL that you went to the NCAA for initially. Like you didn't go to the NCAA to come back to Canada. You went to go play in the NFL. Well, and let's not you're going to get too, that chance. And let's not forget too that he had the opportunity to try out to try out. Let's let's put an asterisk there to try out as a wide receiver for the New York Giants. And he said, "Nah, I'm a quarterback, and I'm going to go prove it to everybody." And I mean, 400 yards and five touchdowns in a half. It's crazy. Honestly, yeah. I uh, <clears throat> I think when you're looking at this, uh, when you're looking at this career, like, okay. Career, not, man. It's crazy tangent, to look at his tangent, career and he's played like half a season. Tangent. Don't be the on-pace guy. No. Oh, my Lord, man. We have, like, 20, I, we have 20 freaking weeks in the CFL. We've played nine weeks. And I, I saw a couple. He's on pace. To tie the all-time CFL passing touchdowns record. Well, you know what he's, what? On he's pace not going to throw five touchdowns every game. And if he does, he'll probably shatter it. You know what he's on but pace But he can't for? on pace someone for five touchdowns a game. He is on pace to have an electrifying, entertaining season. Let's leave the on paces at that. Like That's it. Nothing drives me more than on pacing someone before three quarters of the way through the season. If you're in the last quarter... I'd say you have enough work that you're like, hey, he's averaging this over, I don't know, 12 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could probably say he's on pace for that now. But to do it through eight games, because they've already had a bye week too. They had it early on. To on pace someone for that, you're like, come on, there's no way 
the, that you the one can that, say that. The one that and this isn't just like this isn't just this CFL. isn't just with Nathan Rourke. This is everywhere. We're gonna yeah, see it a ton this is, in the NFL in a month. This is they have all week sports. one. It'll be oh my god! Someone had two hundred and two on the ground today. He's on pace for oh dude, no, two rushing touchdowns. Like no, he's not. The one that drives no, me absolutely up the wall in any sport, the on pace stuff is the halftime on paces. It is halftime in the game. And they're like, well, he's on pace for a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns. Yes, because someone's going to keep passing the ball. (laughs) In what world? They're up 30 points at halftime. Yeah, he's going to come out swinging for the fences, like seam balls every second and short. Like, No, he was swinging for the fences in the first half, man. Like, no. And and again, like, uh, it's just, and it, it is, it only really seems to be across like football where you really get the terrible on paces and all of football, college football, NFL, like all levels of football, but like the on pacing in football more than any other sport seems to be like absolutely bananas. Like baseball is pretty bad too, but there's a hell of a lot of math in there and a bunch of like statistical categories that you can be like, okay, no, this actually like breaks down. And yeah, he is on pace for those numbers. Whereas like, Football, dude, oh, drives me bananas a little bit. Denard Robinson, greatest single season rushing stats from a quarterback in Michigan history, three games in. No, <laughs> stop. Uh, I, I honestly think like the on-pace stuff is more of just like a social media age where you're going to get fun. that click. It's clickbait. It's, it's clickbait. It is. It's, it's fun to look at and it's like, wow, that's like, wild to think about but like for me that's all it is like it's just that's why i did like i waited until the next morning to do like the holy hell nathan worked in what because i'll be honest oh that graphic went crazy by the way shout out to you goodness that looked good i went to the first quarter i saw the end of the first quarter and i was like "Mm, i'm really damn tired today nathan works probably got this in the bag i'm gonna i'm gonna go to sleep now dude darn right three three in the first quarter First half, you had three, but uh, right, right. You got that. You got the third in the early second half. But uh, I, or I woke up. Quarter. I woke up and like you know, I, I do my my puzzles, get my brain going in the morning, and then if there's a CFL game, like I usually go and watch the recap, whether I watch the game through and through or not. I'll go through, watch the recap, read an article. Um, so that's kind of like my Saturday morning routine, I guess. And Saturday morning hits. I wake up, I go through, and I all of a sudden I check, uh, I check CFL.ca, and I see forty six to fourteen. I'm like, I'm like, all right, sick. Nathan Rourke covered the spread for me, a ten point spread. That's always nice. Thanks, thanks, dude. And I'm like, I wonder what he did if they had forty six points. Like, I wonder how how he you were, scored them. You were nervous about that one too. We were golfing on Friday, and you're like, I think I'm gonna lose the BC bet, man. I didn't know. I was like, I I, I trust Nathan Rourke, but there's something about like a 10 point line that you just never know. Right. And uh, so I check, I checked the box score and I'm like, he did what? The first thing that caught my attention was the 92% passing completion. I was like, Holy shit. Oh, let's not, let's, let's not pump his tires too much. It was 91 and a half percent. It was 91.7. If we're being that particular, <laughs> I will let's round up round on up. that all day. Um, <laughs> but no, like I was sitting there like, Oh my God, like seriously, that is unreal for him to hit that. Um, so to me, I'm like, okay, so he had 92% completion. Then I see the yards and I see the touchdowns. I'm like, he exploded. Like, where did this come? So then I'm looking at 
the scoring summary and I'm checking the recap and I'm like, holy crap, I need to sit down and watch this whole game. So I did it today before we recorded. I had it going before, uh, before we jumped off. I finished it up. But my God, he throws such a nice ball. He's so oh, athletic. Dude. And clearly this team has just bought into him and his leadership style too. Yeah. They like, and it's so evident aside from, from Rhymes' first touchdown celebration, which was sick. That was awesome. The, uh, the massive like eight man bobsled. Yeah, that was, that was great. That was awesome. But like, you can tell that the team loves him because every time this kid gets in the end zone or throws a touchdown, they're all running around with their arms in the air doing the Nathan Rourke touchdown dance. Like, I know. And it doesn't matter who's scoring the touchdown. Like, Lucky Whitehead, before he scored his touchdown, was running down the field with his arms in the air, pumping his fists like he was Nathan Rourke. Like, this team through and through seems to have really bought into uh, to Nathan Rourke. And, I, I mean, it's just so fun to watch and so fun to talk about because it feels like for the first time, time like it really does feel like for the first time ever and i think it really is the first time ever that we have a superstar canadian quarterback that we can point to and be like yeah he's ours like this guy's ours we love as, as much as we all love and all consider like some of the all-time great cfl quarterbacks and cfl players you know proverbial canadians like nathan rourke is through and through a canadian he is one of ours so i mean for us to get to, to watch us. that, exactly, like, us. <laughs> for, for us to get to watch that and see that and just be like, no, that dude is is ours. He grew up in our system. And, like, I know he went and played D1 ball, but, like, a ton of Canadians go do that. But, I mean, for me, I think for you, too, Nathan Rourke, whether – regardless of what happens with his future, just to have a guy like that in this league performing at the rate that he is, I think it's going to do – wonders for youth as well and and the younger generation looking at the cfl going i want to do this i want to play that and now because we have this superstar talent at the most visible position in the game i mean i I, all i can say is that i i just hope that somewhere across the country some little kid is running around on the schoolyard, well, maybe not right now because summer's out. On the on the playground with his friends, saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm 12. I'm Rourke today." I think okay to to further this. I think if he makes that step this offseason, next offseason, but soon to the NFL, whether he is a backup or not, it would help if he gets a starting job eventually. But that's kind of a stretch to go CFL starting role right away. It's just reality of the situation. Could he do it? I, I would guess so, but people may write, write him off. I'm sure um, he's got the skill set to do it. We we would all sit here and say, yeah, he can absolutely do that. But it's a different transition, a different beast, a different jump. Uh, I, I think that that jump will cement him in that I'm 12 category on the on the playground. Like Nathan Rourke would, to be that icon to Canadians, he can do it in the CFL, but I think he will do it faster and to a much wider audience, a wider group of children, if he goes to the NFL and does any work, even if he's starting for a couple of years. Yeah. Because teams teams and people can market that, and I'm sure TSN Sportsnet would do and would make a concerted effort of showing Nathan Rourke whenever they do their Monday sports centers or Sunday night, the ones that you used to always work on. That that Nathan Rourke game would get a slot or a, a block one or a block two spot in a show just because it's a Canadian starting NFL quarterback. 
Dude, I can tell you from from working there, from being in those rooms, from like sitting there and watching these games and cutting the clips and making the highlight packs for for TSN for a couple months, like especially during the NFL season. I was there for the entire NFL season last year. Like we were looking for excuses, absolutely looking for any possible excuse to show a Canadian highlight. Like whether it was you know, a guy like Josh Palmer, who actually had a good season and caught his first touchdown, but whether it was a guy like Josh Palmer gunning down on, on punt team and making a nice tackle, like it didn't have to be a highlight reel grab. Like TSN was just looking for reasons to show Canadians. It just needed to be, I, I, it didn't even have to be a great play. It just had to be a good play. Yeah, no, like I, I, I think that this absolutely can take off and be something massive for Nathan Rourke and for his career. Um, but at the same time, selfishly, I want him to stay in the CFL because this, this type of a player is what helps grow to that next generation. It helps bridge the gap between 50 year old, 40 year old fan bases and our 20 year old fan base and younger is having a young guy like this from Oakville. Like I have, I have a, a friend who went to high school with Nathan Rourke before he transferred down to prep school. Every time I post something Rourke related. He messaged me. That's my quarterback. That's my guy. I'm like, yeah, he, like he played well. He's like, yeah, I know I tuned, like I saw, like I'm, I'm following along because of him pretty much. And that's, that's what we're going to going to need to reach generations is someone that's marketable, relatable. And that's a Canadian quarterback like Nathan Rourke, or is it Trey Ford once he begins to start? But uh, I think he might need to escape the, the man in black himself shades Jones in order to, uh, to reach that platform. I don't know. To me, it just Nathan I, gets all the chances from Amar Doman or Amar Doman all the way to Rick Campbell. This organization is bought into him tenfold and said, you are the guy. Mike, Michael Riley, he, you filled in for him. He is retired. You are the guy. This is your team. Take the reins, take the wheel Jesus. I like that you threw Trey Ford in there at the end too, because I mean, I, I think he, he has be been next one. I, 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 I absolutely agree. And I mean, even if you look at what he did in, in his limited action before uh, he, he took that uh, stinger off the shoulder, but like it wasn't, I don't, and nobody expected it to be, but it wasn't Nathan Rourke numbers and it didn't have to be, but portray Ford to be like, no, look, I'm a Canadian starting quarterback in the CFL. And I came up through U sports. Like, I think there's another level to Trey Ford's starting quarterback and becoming, and I fully believe that Trey Ford will with time and development become a future face of, you know, Canadian quarterbacking in the CFL. But like for Trey Ford to have that, I went to Waterloo attached to him as well. I played U sports. I came up through the U sports system and I didn't do the D one thing, even though I very well could have for me. And I, I think for you too, um, that I, I think holds some pretty significant weight as well, especially for the young kids that say, I don't have the money to go to D1. I don't have the capacity to be able to go play D1 or D2, but I can stay home. I can stay in my hometown and I can play for my local university and I can still get a shot in the CFL. I can still get a shot to go play pro football. I, uh, I, I am excited that we get this Canadian content. 
I know we're kind of beating it over the head right now as we, <laughs> as we, uh, as we try to hold on to whatever Nathan Rourke can give us. Um, but I think the, the main catch with this is Canadian at the center point of a franchise, building it up with free reign. And we want to see teams do that. I guess Marc-Antoine Ducroix is kind of the captain of the defense for Montreal. They seem to be using him on social media more. Uh, even when they had uh, Saint-Jean, the, the, uh, the holiday uh, earlier in the summer, it was Marc-Antoine Ducroix. I, I see that. Ottawa using Nate Bahar, uh, who has made Ottawa his home. I mean, he's from London, but Carlton, and now he's came back to Ottawa afterwards. They're using Nate Bahar more in that social media landscape rightfully so because he is a popular face he's a recognizable face especially in ottawa um but it gets people to it so you're seeing that pick up on some franchises bc uh montreal like we mentioned ottawa other teams are getting the hang of that they are they are starting to go all in on those big time players but you need someone who's a leader in your locker room in order to have them lead in your community push too yeah no i i entirely I entirely agree with you. Uh, if I may throw out a wild theory here to Go add to it. this Canadian, to add to this Canadian quarterbacking system, Olivier Waugh, Montreal Alouettes, 2025. I'm not saying he's going to start, just saying he should be on roster. Uh, I think if he went to Ottawa, it would also work. As oh they, uh, boy, either one. I just let's just get Olivier Waugh to the CFL. I think that's the main point. Let's just get Olivier Water the CFL here. <laughs> He'll get there. He'll get there. Absolutely. Don't worry. Absolutely. The kid's a stud. He was but, thrown uh, at the combine as a rookie. That's all I'm going to say. We can move on now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fantasy. Did you talk to fantasy yet? I have not. So let's get to some CFL fantasy stuff because the last time we saw action, uh, we were a much smaller CFP fantasy league. Uh, we dumped it into um the cfl reddit channel and shout out the to wonderful everybody. cfl reddit channel that has like what thirty thousand. <laughs> we're all still out <laughs> ice cream you get brayden's not doing enough work over there uh <laughs> did you okay pause before we go any further did you see his calculation on ad revenue sharing yes yes he calculated I did. for those that didn't see it uh brayden the guy that runs the cfl reddit community uh tweeted out something about if if uh, Reddit wanted to split their ad revenue amongst like different users based off traction, then he would have like uh, $144,000 accumulated over the 10 years because of the traction he brings to the site. And you still can't pay me ice cream. He did the ice cream last you year. Some, he did I it. didn't get any ice cream. That's because you didn't go to BMO. That was your own fault. He said, I will be there with. Ice was it the East final? Cause I was certainly there. I don't know. I it don't was know. the Eastern final. It was, I was probably, there. it was probably a warmer day than that. <laughs> I don't think it was. Uh, no, he's a good dude. And he's doing a ton of good things um, for the CFL community as well. So shout out that guy. Go give RCFL on Twitter a follow and jump in the Reddit community. Keep this thing growing. Wade and I are in there. CFP is in there. Uh, we got to get a little bit more active than we are in there. But there's a lot of social media going around now. It's tough to keep up. 
Um, but yes, back to, uh, back to CFL fantasy, because this did start with Reddit. So we dumped in the link to join, uh, in the Reddit community and a couple more people jumped in and joined the league. So shout out to you guys. Thank you for that. Um, but that also means that our reigning league number one, Darth Ray, Ray Perk and our very own AUS analyst has been dethroned. So overall standings before I get into the week, um, not that I want to get into the week. I had a pretty, pretty rough week. Um, Sling Nasty sitting in number one with 830.6 points. We got Cooper Trooper 42 at 823. Uh, if I butcher this next one, I'm really sorry. Just like DM me and or Wade and we'll get this fixed. But Mamracha number three with 784.2 points. Darth Ray. Sliding in at four, 764, and then YYC Red Black, 763. That middle of the pack group, narrow, narrow, narrow. Um, but yeah, let's get into the week because Jim Morshep won the week, 117 points. Guess who his quarterback was? Did Canada? <laughs> Maybe with four, 47.6 fantasy points. Could have been. I finished that Nathan or the, the Zach Kolaris game on Thursday night. And my immediately thought was F. I should have <laughs> paid for Kid Canada. Same. I, I was I was honestly thinking in my head, like, oh, this is not gonna be pretty. And then I said to you Friday, I kinda had like buyer's remorse where I was like, oh, I don't know if he's gonna I was trying to like compensate for the Calaris, but I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna cover the 10 point spread. Like, I don't know, maybe. And then Saturday night I was just like, or I guess Saturday morning I woke up and was like <sighs> well, at least you weren't like me starting Caleb Evans at quarterback with a whopping 1.2 points. <laughs> You're banking on that rushing touchdown. I was. I really was. I <laughs> really Lapo, was. Lapo decided to actually pull the athletic mobile running quarter, quarterback with the big frame for short yardage, which really threw me for a loop. Um, yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I don't know. He's your designated short yardage QB. And then you're going to pull him just because he's starting like that to me. I'm like, are you saving him from injury? Or are you just trying to like squeeze Arbuckle some, some snaps? I was happy with the move to Arbuckle. I know you can't talk about this, but I was, I was happy to, uh, to see Arbuckle get some reps with the red black. I mean, uh, as frustrating as the offense was, I think, uh, I think my parents said it best. Um, hopefully nobody was trying to have as many drinks as the red blacks offense. Cause they would have had a pretty short night. <laughs> oh, sorry. As the, as the Red Blacks offense had points because they would have had a pretty short night. Jeez. I won't say, I can't say much, but I will say this. Um, it's kind of funny, kind of wild uh, to see everything come full circle and, and Nick Arbuckle end up back in a Red Blacks uniform. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of moving pieces there. That was a, it was a wild off season uh, when that all went down as well. But uh, Arbuckle is certainly back in the red and black. Those helmets look sick. I will say it again. Uh, Next, bring back the white helmets. Really? Yeah. The white with the black R. Bring it back. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe for like a throwback. Now, I don't know. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't massive on those white helmets. A lot better than the plaid. A lot better than the plaid. A lot better than the plaid. <laughs> um, quick Ottawa power ranking of their helmets. Black. Black helmet, white and red stripe, 
white are on the side, number one. Black helmet, like current helmet, number two. White helmet, number three. Plaid helmet, number four. Don't ever bring those back. Uh, Renegade's helmet slotting in to number two. Well, I'm, I'm until a, we I'm see a, that one. Oh my that word. one that one is number one in the clubhouse, but we haven't seen it yeah. done recently, so we're not quite sure where we can slot it. That holds a special place in my heart. Like I can't be I, I guess I can, but I can't out loud be a, a, a homer for one team anymore. If um, someone has but it was Metro Renegades gear, oh my please god, please DM me and I will find a way to get it to Connor. There oh we my go. God. That's that's what he's trying to say. I the the Ottawa Renegades made me fall in love with the ZFL. That's it. That's where I'll leave it. The Ottawa Renegades made me fall in love with the CFL. That is a true story. First CFL game I was ever at, Ottawa Renegades. I was devastated. I was a devastated little child when they folded. Tears. Tons of them. But Uh, (laughs) I did manage in fantasy to squeeze a garbage time touchdown out of Brady Oliveira. And my guy Dalton Schoen, who I can't keep off my roster, had another week, man. This guy's a stud. Those corner routes, like we were talking about this, the corner routes for Dalton Schoen are lethal. Lethal. I don't know what he does, where he's looking, or how he runs this route. Like, there's just some sort of sorcery that's going on when he gets to the top of his break, where all of a sudden, a DB can be in phase with him, and then he just breaks off on the the second half of that corner route, and it's done. You're gone. He's open. I'm surprised that the... I, I, I said this to you on Friday, but I'm surprised when we look at shown the the usage uh rates and the target charts and the spray charts mm-hmm. did you see the stuff that Marsh put out that he's not thrown corners more often yeah like i know is... i know it's it's a route that you can't run every single rep i understand that corner route is my favorite route to run as well um but you can't run it every play but even when you're working through different combinations and route combos you can move him around to find him a spot where he can either run a spray fade, a corner, or a post. Try and find him different ways to get on that outside third or break it off on a sharp angle on a deep route. Like clearly, he is able to get separation at the top mm. of deep routes or deep developing, long developing routes. So to me, like I was just shocked that he had a lot of usage there, but it's like there should be more almost. Yeah, no, like I, I like what you're saying. Like it doesn't even necessarily need to be specifically a corner route, but if you can get him in that deep third between the numbers and the hashes, like he is deadly in that spot. Now, flip side of that coin is it takes a good quarterback to get the ball there, especially if you're throwing wide side of the field. Thank God Dalton Schoen has Zach Claros throwing him the ball. Yeah. I was yeah, Claire side. <laughs> oh, oh, makes it a little <laughs> makes it a little bit easier to get open on those routes. Shout out, uh, shout out to Odell Willis. <laughs> we saw this and we kind of interact, uh, sent it back and forth to each other. Odell Willis last week went on Twitter and was like, "Wow, thank God I can cuss Zach Claris when he was in Saskatchewan because he would have never got to Winnipeg if I hadn't done that." And I was like, "How do you thank? <laughs> How do you thank yourself for giving someone a brain but injury, like <laughs> a horrible injury on somebody?" I mean, concussion I, issues. You know what? He might want to thank me because without me, he wouldn't have back-to-back Grey Cups and MOP and a resurgence in his career. Because, like, I mean, I gave him that last head injury. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to name names here, but like, if I didn't get knocked out for the last time in my life, like, I wouldn't probably wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast with you. But I'm not going to go <laughs> thank the guy for knocking 14 hours out of my life. <laughs> I know, right? Like, that's uh. That's some things where you're like, man, 
Can you imagine if that had happened differently? And you know <laughs> like, what? It would be nice to not have those kind of traumatic experiences. But at the same time, where you are right now is pretty sweet. You don't want to really change it up. So you're kind of like in this awkward paradox. Where it's, it's almost, uh, yeah, you know what? I would take that shitty aspect of my life again because it got me where I am. But I'm not happy to have not, that aspect of my life. I'm not thankful so, I got knocked out. <laughs> I would change it, but that means I wouldn't be here. So I, I wouldn't change it at all. Yeah. I, I totally get what Odell Willis is trying to say. And like, it was in it was. I mean, and lighthearted, but like, God damn, man, you can't thank somebody for giving them a brain. No, 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 no. you can't thank someone yourself. You can't, you can't thank let yourself. Alone thank yourself for giving someone a brain injury. Like, Oh, that'd be like, uh, yeah, could, could you imagine if you like, if when we were playing grounds, if you like knocked me out and I was never able to play football again, but we still got here and I was just like, yeah, Hey, wait, remember when you like physically removed me from the game of football? Thanks, dude. <laughs> Do you remember when I, uh, I put you on a, on a hospital stretcher as your, your, your soul was leaving your body. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> like, man, I broke my nose playing grounds one summer. I think it was Tanner Defoe tried to jump over me in practice and just kick me straight in the nose. <laughs> I'm not thankful for that. I have allergies year round now and I can't breathe ever. I'm never going to be thankful for injuries. <laughs> I don't care where I ended up. I think Jalen Rose is happy that he has an injury. Now he's on that he had knee injuries and now he's on the ESPN like, panel. I'm sure like he'd rather tie- have rings. It'd be like Ty Lue thanking AI for stepping, stepping over him. Stepping over him, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Braun stepped over him for the coaching role in LA too, but... Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, if I'm Ty Lue, I'm not pissed about that one. That's a dumpster fire and a half. Yikes. Almost worse than Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> All right. Uh We've got a long week ahead of us. Connor and I are finalizing OUA stuff. Uh, like we mentioned, we are back. We are we are going to be there. Uh, we'll be there on the 27th. Lock it in. We don't, wait. We don't want to give away where just yet. We're going to have a rollout where we give that one away. I but didn't, 27th, didn't say where, but the season opens on the 27th. We're going to be somewhere. We're somewhere. We are somewhere. I mean, if you look at the schedule, Queens has home games. But I'll tell you right now, it's not Queens. It's not Queens. Might we're, be. Could be. It could be in London, Waterloo, York. It could be in London. It could be in Ottawa. It could be in Kingston. We don't know. There's a Four whole games. province. There's a whole province to go through. We've got. Uh, could get to both. Might be going to a day game and a night game. You guys don't know. Yeah. Maybe we have some wild pocket funds that we're going to be flying across. <laughs> the- <laughs> we don't. We'll, we'll be at one game that day. Flying to London International Airport, uh, London, Ontario, that is. Uh, yeah, we're going to go to the Queens game at one and then try, we're going to go to the, the York game at one and then try to fly to London for two. <laughs> we're going to make up time zones now. You know what it is? It's like uh, Hermione with the time turner and Harry Potter. Oh, yes. That's what we got to get one of those. Multiple I mean, content creation spots at the same time. We, we correctly divided the OUA into East and West last year. Can we not just correctly divide Ontario into time zones that would allow us to get to London? I, people hate time zones enough as it is because of daylight savings. I don't want to push that envelope even more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Western Ontario, you're just like three hours behind everybody now. You're on Manitoba, Calgary time. I guess Manitoba and Calgary too. Manitoba's but, only an hour behind us. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay. But I said at the start of the episode, I'm not smart. 
Yeah, you know what? Some days we're all we're all not smart, but some days it's up there. It's going. I have high IQ ideas. That's a good way to put it. Uh, (laughs) If you guys want to get ready for the OUA season, or maybe you're coaching and your training camps are opening in a week. Oh boy. Uh, If your whistle breaks because of excitement and you just like blow way too hard through that thing or your clipboard snapper and you just break one over your knee or head. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say, or you're an offensive line coach and you just like to wire your clipboards and whistles around the field. Uh, Fox40shop.com. CFP15 gets you 15% off all of their products. They are the worldwide leader in whistle tech. They have innovative designs that are effective and used in the highest of leagues. So head over to fox40shop.com. Also get your nautical equipment because summer is not over. We still got a month left, plus September. There's always some good boating weather. Uh, Fox40shop.com, CFP15 to get all your whistle needs. Also, best sportsbook in Canada, cool bet. Why not head over there and check out their daily boosted odds, especially as we get the, the NFL preseason action. You know, baseball is still going on daily, but and the CFL, which they have weekly odds as well as futures. So head over to coolbet.ca, check out the best sports book in the country. Must be of legal gambling age and in Canada to get through that geo block, but head over to Coolbet anyways. I think that wraps it up. That's it for Tuesday. We will be back on Thursday doing some CFP Fantasy League stuff. A uh, bit of a wild one today. We we're we we're a little bit tangenty, so maybe we'll just title this one Tangent Tuesday. Um, tangent you know Tuesday. What? I uh, we have to apologize for last Thursday. I had a men's league semifinal, and I completely blanked that. And yeah, but who'd you beat? Let them know who you beat. Uh, we beat the lovely collection of Rob Bag and Scott Valberg, uh, two Queens players. They played a great game. Uh, and it was always fun to match up with them, but the uh, always good when you can beat a former coach too, eh? I mean, <laughs> the refing part is what. <laughs> well, okay, I will. I will say this openly. I don't think he listens to this podcast, so I'll be very open about this. Scott Valberg, one of the worst refs I've ever had. What? I I think Valberg. Oh my great god! Uh, maybe it's just because he like. He doesn't maybe like I grabbed. Maybe I grabbed too much, or maybe he just thought I was like too handsy for a DB. But that dude called more flags on me than anybody ever. You're no taught. You're, you're taught to grab the hip. You're taught I, to I, grab onto I the had, hip, and I got called for it. You never get called for that. I never had. A, if Valberg was refing a game, I was like, well, don't have to worry about that. He's gonna. He's not gonna blow blow a call and hose me. You know what it was. So like, you know what it was. His wife taught me biology, and I was an absolute menace in that class because I wasn't good at science. <laughs> So that's probably what it was. Connor's now airing his grievances with former officials. Um, yeah, I'm 26, and this is all stuff I was mad about when I was 18. So, but uh, <laughs> it's been a long no, time I, coming. Uh, I apologize for the Thursday because we had I had a dinner, and then the, uh, I had to go to Kingston and play the game. And I, I got home at like 10:30, and I texted Connor. I'm like, "Uh oh, we forgot the podcast." And Connor's like, "I I was in bed by it. like eight o'clock." Yeah, so we will be better this week. We are more prepared for it. Um, but, I mean, we got tons, especially with the OUA season coming up. We got tons of content coming out for you guys. OUA season, U sports season. Um, obviously, we're still in full swing with CFL. We got NFL stuff coming up. Don't you think we've forgotten about Alex Singleton over there in that league? 
Um, but yeah, we got we got tons of. Football or how about content. Dean Leonard running with the team two? Oh camp. man, yeah. There's a lot round, of Canadians in LA right now, man. Seventh round rookie, uh, one Dean Leonard, formerly of the Calgary Vandy Cup champion Calgary Dinos, uh, was rocking with the team twos for most of camp. So expect to see him flying around on specials, maybe in some sub packages. He's going to get a big look this preseason, though, so keep your eye. I think he's wearing 33 for the Powder Blue team. Uh, make sure to check Sick him out. Sick number choice. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of numbers in the 30s, but, like, threes looks good. Well, I think Derwin James had threes before him, but Derwin yeah. James has moved to single-digit three, which opened up 33. Also looks clean. Yeah. Really is a tangent Tuesday today. That's it, though. At Wade Zank on Twitter. At Connor O'Neill on Twitter. At Sia Perspector at see a perspective <laughs> on twitter and instagram i'm trying to trying to sneak in a mark specter reference in there but uh yeah that's it tangent tuesday it definitely was one and we'll catch you guys on thursday